Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Hi, happy Monday morning, everybody. It's Daily Draft Report, the daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect is we're going to start getting deeper and deeper now. I feel like we've got most of the most of the top tier guys. So now we're going to get Tyler Algier, senior running back, BYU. Love his size, 5'11", 220. And I'm going to bring on one of my Campus to Canton site mates, Mike Valerie. How are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing great, Dwayne. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm really excited to talk to you, man. Yeah, I feel like we talk on the on our little Slack channel all the time, so it's kind of nice to you know, put a name to the face and all that. So we're going to quickly dive into Tyler Algiers. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. He's senior year in high school. He did have 2,470 yards, 29 touchdowns. It was coming into his senior season. I don't think he played. Did he miss the senior season? Or Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That is his senior okay. season out okay. of uh, Fontana, California. Fontana, California. Yep. All right, cool. And he, But he was still just a... Um, he was only a two-star guy, obviously really low rated. <laughs> Mike put a bunch of notes in here, so I'm trying to find yeah, my I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, his junior year, he ran for 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns, also caught 14 passes. His senior year, he rushed for 1,600 yards, 23 touchdowns, also caught 28 passes. Since 2020, his rushing yards of 2,550 ranked second in the NCAA. Yards after contact, 1,683 ranks first, and missed tackles forced, 111th ranks fourth. It's pretty damn impressive. So thank you for putting that in there. That's a nice little deeper dive. What traits and attributes does Mr. Algier possess, you think, that's going to make him possibly a successful NFL running back? No, I – so – I can be super long-winded here about this because because you you <laughs> said we got done with the top-tier guys here, and I want everyone to know that Tyler Algier is a top-tier guy in this class. I I love his traits. So he has an NFL size, and he has like size, speed. He's got the vision, the physicality, the mentality, and I do think he's actually really intelligent. I think that's kind of what separates him from the other running backs in the group is his his mentality. He is a linebacker converted running back, right? So. Um, he was scouted for both positions, got no offers, walked on for, for BYU, um, and started out playing linebacker for the first year. That's why his like stats are just pretty much non-existent for his first two years at BYU, because he was playing linebacker. And then come the last three games before uh, COVID happened, they switched into running back. He had, like I think, uh, he had 17 attempts for 119 yards and three catches for 67 yards and one touchdown. That's just through three games. And the next year when COVID happened was when they gave him the nod to go ahead. And and I love that. Like, I, I love that he just hit the ground and was immediately successful. Like, there was no curve after playing linebacker for two years. With his size, too, that 220 weight is key. I mean, 210 for me is the threshold for a, for a three-down back. But the fact that he's 220, that's where all the elite guy size, right? That's that Jonathan Taylor, that Saquon Barkley. The 220 is to get up to that top tier of running back at the NFL level. His quick feet, too. Uh, he's got videos online of him in practice, too. He's got really fast feet for a man his size. It's very unfair. Let me know if you want to jump into this handy because I know it'll be super long-winded because can, I can go on for so long for Tyler. Fire away, baby. It's all good. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll keep going. I, I love his vision, too. There's a phrase, uh, make a man miss in a phone booth. He, is, he has exhibited that in the past. That he has been able to do that in, at, at USC. And it's, it's just rare for a guy that size to do that. And, and I love his pad level. I mean, once he meets contact... He drops down real low, and he's an absolute bruiser when, when he's cornered, and, and he falls forward. It, it's hard to find on film 
anywhere where he gets tackled, he falls backward. It's just not, it's not what he does. It's not in his resume and, and his vision. I, people want to fault him for um, sometimes they say he stands too much. I, I just don't see that. I mean, he hits the whole running. He hits it hard. I, I do want to say this though about overcoming adversity. Cause he had this compared to any other prospect last year. He lost Zach Wilson to the draft. He lost three linemen to the draft. So that means he had a new quarterback and three new offensive linemen. And not only that, they moved, um, I believe it was the right tackle to left tackle. So only really one guy seemed to stay in the same position. Now, to start off the season, a little bit slow. Wasn't terrible. Split more carries with the uh, other running back. His last name is Katoa, I believe. Um, he's like a fifth-year senior. Nothing special. But they soon they gave him back the full workload. And he overcame the adversity of having to learn a whole new offense and just gain the chemistry with the guys back there. And he ended the season with uh, – Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I don't remember, but I remember he had a couple of those huge games because they won me some uh, C2C matchups there. He had that one game where he had like 250 yards and four touchdowns, and I mean, he was a beast the second, like the last three games of the season, three or four. Yeah. Okay, I know he averaged 6.8 yards per carry the last six games. Yeah, he was and killing that. And that's huge. And and he's, he's independent, so it's not G5, it's not Power 5. But he played some tough teams in the bowl game against UAB. That was the 11th ranked rush defense. And and, and it was a rainy game. I mean, seriously, it was a rainy game. And, and all offensive, sorry, defensive coordinators should know that in a rainy game, it's all about the run game. All they had to do was focus on stopping the run, and they couldn't do that against Tyler out here. He had like 191 yards, I believe. He was, he was a train. He was an absolute train. He was unstoppable. Right. Yeah, I noticed a lot of the same exact things. I love how... I think he's probably the best one, of, if not the best, one of the best interior runners in this class. Um, and just, I love how, you know, he, he can get in, get in through those holes and he's so physical and he never stops moving his legs and he's never, never dropped in the first hit as, as evidenced by his broken tackles. So, I mean, yeah. And then on top of that though, he's actually a pretty damn good receiver too. Like, like when he gets the ball out in the flat, he, you know, he runs through tack. He still, he still shows pretty good agility in the open field. So yeah. And, yeah. Tracking the ball, things like that, you know, just a lot of things you would think he wouldn't do because of his size and, but his size is perfect for the NFL. Just yeah. perfect. I mean, that's like, yeah, I pretty much agree. But what is there, is there anything in his game you think could stop him from being successful? I know probably draft capital is going to be the biggest issue with him. You know, but what what about his game? Is there anything you see that kind of worries you a little bit? Yeah, so you brought up receiving ability. Um, I think the go-to metric is target share. I We at Canvas Camping use reception share. Um, but uh, he doesn't line up out wide. I think he has four total snaps out wide this year and one snap on in the slot this year. Right. I think I got that, I think I got that reversed, actually. Four in the slot, one out wide. And so <laughs> it's hard to evaluate some of these running backs' ability to receive in college. And so what I like to do is I like to evaluate them, how they transition into that receiving role. And I think, I think he transitioned really well, just as you said. Uh, so it's a lot of dump off passes, but it's not like he catches the ball and he has to wait a full second to analyze what's in front of him. He catches the ball and he goes. But I, I do think he has some concentration drops where he, he turns his head too fast before he brings the ball into his body and he drops it. So a, a, small, a small mark on that one. Um, I, I've heard people complain about his long speed, or I should say this. I've heard the word athleticism loop like use, and I, I think that translates to we don't think he's fast enough. I do know he ranked second this year in explosive runs out of all the running backs in this class. Something like, I think he had 44 plus, um, 44 runs that went over 10 yards per carry. 
Now, using our David, our very own member of Campus to King, uh, one of our analytics guy, um, he clocked me going 20.5 miles per hour on a run last year. Um, now, that was Great. last year. He has a self, self-proclaimed all-season 439 speed. Now, 20.5 miles per hour is not 4.39 speed. Um, 4.39 speed is, is Jonathan Taylor, and I think Jonathan Taylor clocked quite a few 22-mile-an-hour runs this year. Right. So uh, I've heard some longs be coming to the discussion, and, and that's going to be a, a debate that we'll find out the answer comes come the NFL Combine. But I, I think he's going to run like a, a 4.5, low 4.5. He's going to be around that yeah. area. See, I have a self-proclaimed 5.5. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably, I probably couldn't even do that, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, those are some of the things I noticed, too. And I also noticed, I think what, it's not necessarily speed, long speed. Yeah, I think it's the speed when he cuts. He, when he changes directions, he, he kind of loses speed and he doesn't, he doesn't change speed. He doesn't cut and, and maintain speed as well as some of the other backs like Kenneth Walker, you know, like, you know, Kyron Williams, you know, he, that's yeah. not him. He, he does lose momentum and he does lose his speed. So, but when he gets out in the open and he gets to acceleration, he's pretty quick, but he does sometimes, he does lose a little bit of speed when he cuts, you know, he's a bigger guy. I think that also leads to a little bit of his indecisiveness. Well, what looks like indecisiveness is that he'll cut and then he'll, he'll kind of lag a little bit as he's trying to get back up to speed, you know? So I, I I do see what, what, what I've, what I've heard is that he's indecisive. I don't think he's indecisive, but I do see where he loses momentum a little. Yeah. He's answered that a little too much. I I definitely can agree with that. He he trusts his elusiveness too much, but for a guy his size, like I think that's, yeah, I think what he does athletically is pretty amazing at that size. I mean, yeah, shoot. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, like you said, he had 44 explosive plays. So, I mean, if he lose a couple here and there, you know, I think it's kind of with a grain of salt, you know, so whatever. Right, yeah. And uh, so we, we, you brought up draft capital here. Um, just referencing the National Mock Draft database for their consensus right. big board. Uh, Deere right now, as of like this very moment, he is 101. And uh, last year's uh, round three ended at pick 105. So he is barely tucked into that round three draft capital. You buried my lead, Mike. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. That, that's kind of, I, I didn't put anything on there. I usually do write something on there. And I don't on the lower guys, because I think he is, I think if he sneaks into day two, that's really good. But I think he's either late day two or early day three. Is there any team or scheme that you think he'd be a great fit at? With running backs, for me, it's anywhere with opportunity. And a lot of people like to fault this class for not having a lot of deep talent. And and honestly, that might help Tyler Algier get raised up compared to, like, everyone else in this class. You know, maybe he was, like, RB7 all season. But, you know, Zach, Zach Charbonneau dropped out and, and whoever dropped out. So now he's, like, RB5. There's a lot of opportunity this year. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that need a running back. And, and I think that's being overlooked this year. So I, I do think the scarcity at the position might help him out. So uh, obviously the best landing spots are, are Miami, Atlanta. Um, they're, they're always talked about. But, you know, the Saints just lost Kamara. Who knows if he comes back? And that's a great O-line. The Bucks are going to lose um, Leonard Fournette. And, and that's a great O-line. That's a great spot to fall behind. The Bills have constantly been in and out of rumors of needing a running back. Um, and then I also have down here – the Texans, and that's just opportunity-based. Um, Arizona's James Conner's up for a contract. I mean, they actually have no one back there. And then um, Seattle, I wanted to put out there, too. 
uh, Rashad Penny should resign there, but I wanted to bring up Rashad Penny because I, I asked um, David Kimmel, our very own analytics guy here at, at Campus Scan, to, to put in the numbers and see physically and just like on the stat sheet who he, um, who he compares to just kind of by numbers. And he actually compares almost like he's very identical to um, Rashad Penny. Any of those spots, any of those running back needy teams that don't want to invest early, I think Algiers is a really good consolation prize. You know, if you do yeah. want to wait, a, if you do want to wait a little bit, or a couple of those teams don't have many picks. So, and as far as the rookie draft, so like if you were drafting today, where would you draft Algier? Uh, Twelve team superflex tight end premium, you know, standard. So yeah, standard C to C format right there for sure. the brand. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I think he's going to be a round two type of guy. Uh, I, I currently have him right now. This is going to be very bold and very hot takey, but he, he is my RB2 in the class. And I think if he falls to one of these top positions, like these top teams, and, and there's no one behind him, you know, he goes to Miami and all he has is Miles Gaston to compete against, you know. I think we're going to see a really sharp rise and he can get into that mid to back end round one. But as of today, just as of today, I think he's a, a mid, yeah, probably a mid round two, late round, late round two guy right now yeah yeah i think so too without knowing landing spots and stuff one of those guys that easy to forget about in this class and i wish he would have i don't know if he, why, why he didn't go to the senior ball it would have been nice to have seen him there so oh i think he's classified as, as a sophomore uh academically because i think the senior oh. ball does count in academics oh weird so okay. yeah redshirt yeah. years and, and stuff like that um but it, i got a question for you dwight i'm just gonna give you sure. two prospects here i'm, I'm gonna give you um Player A, play, player A is, and I'm not going to be giving too much information, so I am leaving out a little bit of context here. Uh, player A is five foot ten, 210 pounds. Over his last six games, he had 134 rushing attempts for 723 yards and nine touchdowns. And then for receiving, he had nine receptions for 59 yards and zero touchdowns. So some receiving ability, rushing's pretty good. That's probably like a little less than six yards per carry. Um, player B is 5'11", 220, so an inch taller, 10 pounds heavier, 140, almost about the same rushing attempts, for 931 yards and 14 touchdowns. So that's about 200 more yards and five more touchdowns. And then for receiving, he has 14 receptions for 123 yards, zero touchdowns. So five more catches and a roughly 70 more yards. <laughs> I know the second one. I'm just trying to figure out who the first one is. Okay. Is it Walker? That's correct. All right. Yeah, because I know he had the the great game against Michigan, but then he had a couple like where they didn't use him a lot against Purdue and Ohio State and Yeah, he yeah. only had one one dud game. But yeah, so yeah. but the point is like out of those two players, like Algiers the bigger producer, and it's not even just competition right. level. Because like I said, he played UAB one of those games and UAB is a tenth ranked defense for rushing. I don't have the other ones in front of my screen on on who was ranked where. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, so it's I think people want to Tyler, Tyler Deere is just not a power five name, so everyone just kind of brushes him off. And Kenneth Walker is such a hot start that his hype just stays so long. I, I just I just think there's a recency bias here, and, and I think Tyler Deere is more built for the NFL than, than some of these other running backs are getting hyped up. Well, I'm a Michigan State guy, so he, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong fight, son. Uh, no, I, I get it, though. All right. Mike, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, what you're working on, man. 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Dirty Mike. You can find my work at Campus to Canton. I'm doing all the rookie report cards right now. The graphics are being done by Alfred. So definitely give him a shout out to you for that work. And um, I'm working on Debbie Rankings right now for the website. We are growing and, and we're just, I mean, I don't think anyone's putting out hotter content than we are right now. So definitely check out the website. Check out the guys at Campus to Canton. And thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I love, I love yeah. talking about it. Yeah, it's fun. Nobody has hotter content than us, unless you look at our mug shots. Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got nonstop promos right now hitting my phone for BYU. I talk about how I do it way too much. <laughs> All right, you can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ. This podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you guys very much. Um, hopefully, we're this is Monday and my Bengals have won. So, uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay.